Diakonos, a Cops Calling podcast, low expectations, take number 13. On this episode, Gary and I talk about so much, including warriors in Nashville, flying sniper rifles, embarrassing moments, why we don't use Buddha's name in vain, shoulder checking cops, men taking over Women's History Month, robbers in church, and why you're a racist if you drink coffee. Plus, we have much, much more on this final episode of Diakonos, a Cops Calling podcast. Dude, these jurisdictions, these like rural uh, township jurisdictions, quickly becoming the safest areas to live because you have cops who know how to get after it fleeing the urban areas yes which is exciting maybe that's a good thing maybe this is what like needs to happen for something that's going to happen later you know what i mean like yeah something in the future that happens yeah i don't know what you mean like a like a i don't know civil war russia like either way civil war yeah i don't know man it's it's crazy it's crazy I feel, you know what I feel like sometimes? What? I don't know if this is going to make it an episode or not, but you know what I feel like sometimes? You know when you watch a movie, like an old, like a a movie about a cop, okay? Okay. And he's like past his prime. Like Die Hard. No, no, not Die Hard. Okay. Die Hard, that guy's in his prime. I'm trying to think. There was one done, uh, Copland. It had uh, the guy who played Rocky. Dude, my brain is mush. The guy who played Rocky, um, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Okay. He's, he, so, so Sylvester. I was watching you just struggle. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. So Sylvester Stallone's in this movie, Copland. And okay. he's like this washed up cop. You yeah. Know? Uh, I, I don't remember the full storyline, but he, you know, he has a limp. Like he's just washed up. Oh no, he's deaf in one ear. That's it. Oh. He's just this washed up cop. And everyone like thinks he's a pushover and all this. But he knows he knows how to take care of business. Um, that's how I feel sometimes. I feel like a completely washed up <laughs> waste of space. Yeah. But I know that if stuff happens, if stuff happens, I can I you know, I, I have enough experience and, and uh wherewithal. Right. Like not that not that no one else can, but I just a lot of people don't know what they would do in certain situations right where you've already you've you yes. know what you're gonna so do. i don't yeah. yeah yeah somebody could be on the job for 20 years and not really know what they would do if certain things happen right but like guys that work in urban environments for sure most of the time if right. they're if they're any decent cop they're yeah. gonna have dealt with lots of things yeah someone pulling a gun on them someone punch them in the face someone running yeah. whatever but 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 people who live in these like suburban or rural areas uh should be ecstatic about some of the police officers that are being hired in their areas because these guys will take care of business uh, when business needs to be taken care of. Right. It's guys that have been doing the job and working real hard. And right. They just, they, they've been fed up with the way that. Fed up with the politics. Yeah. And everything. And that's not anything to say about the cops that have worked in their, those areas for their whole life. They and just they stay have there. Or a ton of experience as yeah. well. Uh, but, but that level of experience, uh, that comes from working in an urban en- right. environment is just a guy who's worked in an urban environment for two, three years has 
so much more experience than a guy who's worked 10, 15 years in a, in a very slow oh, for area. Sure. I mean, you're seeing murders. I mean, you're, you're going right. to three, four a year. Right. E easily. Easily. If you're in a decent sized right. urban environment, you're seeing it. Yeah. Where you could go your whole career in a suburban area and maybe see one murder. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think policing's changing. I mean, wow, we talk, this is all we talk about, Anthony. Policing's changing. Right. Like, I think you're seeing guys, they're going to do a couple years, one place, that, uh, some, there'll be a bright, shiny object over here, and they're going to go jump it to that department. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. So here's an interesting, did you see this video? I think it's out of Chicago. It is a officer who, whose body cam is on. So it makes me think that he probably was going to engage with these, these, uh, someone inside this corner store, or he was going to a car or something like that. Um, so he's at some sort of gas station store type thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's out of, out of Chicago. As he's walking through the door, there's a, a male suspect coming out the door and shoulder checks him. <laughs> shoulder checks a uniform cop. Like he's, he's in uniform. Yeah, the cop's okay. in uniform. Shoulder checks him. At least it look, you know, he's wearing the body cam. It looks like he's in uniform based on his right. shirt sleeves and, and uh, stuff. So the, the cop jacks him, okay. jacks him up against the wall and says, what are you doing? What are you right. doing, bro? Like, you don't. Yeah. And, and he's like, and the guy's like, oh, 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 and the cop's like, no, you don't, you don't come. You saw me coming through the door. You don't shoulder check me. That's not how this works. Um, puts him down on the, on the ground on his stomach and starts patting him down. Here the guy has a stolen loaded handgun with one of those automatic switches on yeah. it. One of the switches. In yeah. his pants. Wow. What a dummy. Yeah. And people are like, how, how irrational, like, I don't understand why someone would do this. And, and, you know, people on Twitter are like, well, people engaged in crime who act like this, they're not rational. They're, they don't make rational decisions, but I, I don't know that that's true. Not anymore. It's like, go back five years. Nobody's checking a cop. Like that stuff didn't happen. You weren't seeing people with, you know, just people That's a really good point. totally harassing police, trying to bait them into like, you had the outliers, but like that wasn't the nat that wasn't the norm. Right. Now you're seeing it all the time. Like checking that cop is like, he was going to see- What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Exactly. Yeah. So it did make me think though, what's interesting to me about this is when I first got on the job, that type of behavior or any type of behavior, it was encouraged that you as a police officer- dealt with it and interacted with it. And there were discussions about how to do that in a legal way. Right. So in other words, you know, if someone, you know, mother Fs you while you're going down the street, someone gives you the finger, that sort of thing, you were encouraged to interact with that person. Right. Legally. Um, legally. Yeah. And, and, and there was even discussions about how to do that interaction legally or just do a mere encounter where you're, you, you can talk to anybody, you can ask anybody. And you can stand question. anywhere they can stand. Right. Yeah. But exactly. now... It's changed where a lot of a lot of your supervisors are are telling these officers just ignore it, just ignore it, yeah. just ignore it. And it made it really made me think about that. I was like that cop. I was like, good on him, man, for not right. just you know ignoring that. You know, he gets shoulder checked, he deals with it. You know, um, well, and that even is a little different than just having someone mouth off to you or give you the finger. Right, but still. They're, they're, the general idea right now is just ignore that. Yeah. You're a police officer, just ignore that, ignore that. And for sure, in certain situations, if you're 
actively dealing with something and you have someone chattering it from across the street, you should ignore it because maybe they're trying to draw your attention or whatever. But just the, the level of disrespect and what officers aren't willing to engage with anymore is, is a problem because it's feeding this idea that you as a criminal can just, you, you know, the cops around you are chumps. They're not going to do anything. Right. And you can do anything you want. Right. Right. You just, you just do whatever you want and you'll be, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. You're protected by the media. You're protected by the politicians. Yeah. Because when you were on the street, or even now when you go, go out on the street, I don't know how often you go out on the street, but um, I know it seems rude. Well, no, I know you go out some. You used to go out sometimes, even up in detectives. You would go out some nights and roll around. And- I'm not as good as I used to be on the radio. It's kind of comical sometimes. <laughs> the other day, I was like, I couldn't remember my number, like my call <laughs> sign. So I'm like, county from, uh, uh, from low. <laughs> Everybody was laughing at me. I was like, oh, man, what an idiot. <laughs> But, uh, um, what were you going to ask? Sorry. When no, I'm but, out on the but street. When, when, you, when you were out on the street a lot yeah. and actively engaged in the community, uh, you know, on patrol action, if someone, if someone mouthed off to you, like mother after you or gave you the finger um, or wanted to like mean mug you when you rolled past, like, how did you deal with that? How did you interact with a person like that? Uh, I generally just had a conversation. Yeah. Hey, man, do you need me? And I would like walk over to him or stop right. the car, get out, be like, hey, man, do you need me? Yeah. Like, it seems like you, you want my attention. Do you need something from me? How can I help you? Exactly. You know, what can I do for you? What's your name, man? Yeah. And just see what they say. A lot of times they tell you their name or like, and then you run them for warrants. They have warrants. So you're like, hey, man, you got my attention now. Like, now you're under arrest or whatever. Yeah. But that is a lost now. Now, a lot of supervisors, not all supervisors, a lot of supervisors want you to ignore that. Yeah. You no, know, just ignore it. Just ignore it. And That's the easy thing to do. I just don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't think it's the right thing to do. Cause, and it's also not a turn the other cheek moment. You know, because yeah. sometimes I hear like people talk about, you know, as a, as a Christian police officer, turn the other cheek. There, there are times where you take things personally and you should turn the other cheek, even as a police officer. Right. I totally agree with that. But this is not a personal offense. This as a, someone who, you know, you're in a position established, you know, as a Christian, you're established by God as a non-Christian in law enforcement, you're established by God. And so for someone to show that level of disrespect to you in that position of authority, I think needs to be interacted with. You need to have some sort of interaction with someone like that. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. And I just, I, I feel like that a lot of that's lost. Like, I, I don't feel like a lot of got a lot of officers are willing to do that for fear of getting chopped off of the knees. That's what's yeah, going to happen. Getting, getting, right. you know, having a complaint lodged against right. them or anything like that. And for sure, the conversation should be, how do you do that legally and within the confines of the law? You're not just jacking someone. No. Yeah, it's different if you're getting shoulder checked. Yeah, yeah, you can jack that I mean, guy. it's technically an assault. It's so, technically an assault. Yeah. You know, you can jack a guy. Right. Uh, and when I say jack a guy, like he pushed him up against the wall. Control him. And then, uh, yeah, just, you know, put him down on, the, on his stomach. Yeah, no big deal. And, and patted him down. But Yeah, I think there's something wrong. Like if you look, if you just take a step back and look, like, yeah, you're right. That's one interaction that's not that big of a deal. But you, you could be saving that person's life in the future. Right. Because when, when someone's acting like that, that's not normal citizen behavior. Like Correct. that's abnormal behavior. It's not, it's not even socially accceptable. Like, Correct. Like that doesn't, 
Like that's not how you interact as a society. You don't treat people with like, like extreme contempt just because they're wearing a uniform or just because for anything. Right. So uh, there's something happening there. Either it's a mental illness, it's a, um, it's a disorder of like, what do, what do they call that? A, an authority disorder? Oh, Isn't yeah. Is that what you have that yeah, now? Yeah, now, like there, a... there's now there's a disorder. Of course there is, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, oh, what is, I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but it. <laughs> I should have remembered you it. You know, it, it's something about you hate compulsion. Yeah, co- or, yeah, compulsion, authority, authoritative disorder or something yeah. like that. There's a disorder for everything now. Right. But yeah. yeah, it's just, it's not normal behavior. So there's probably something behind that. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, you know. Like, think about how bold you have to be. Like, I get nervous if I see a police officer. Not nervous, but like, you take a breath. Right. Everybody does. You know right. what I mean? And it, it that, we, we've, we've talked about this a lot, Anthony. But yeah, like, if I see a police officer, I immediately take off the, my foot off the gas, even if I'm not speeding. It's right. a normal reaction. That's a, and that's a good reaction. Right. That's a good reaction for everybody. But when you have somebody who, who literally sees the police and jams on the gas. Right. That's literally what's happening. Yeah. Come get me. Yeah. See what you can do. Yeah. It's like taunting. Yeah. And it, I think it needs to be addressed, especially if you're in an area where there's a lot of people watching. Yes. Because then what happens is, uh, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's kind of like street cred as a police officer. Because if you, if you, so like, in other words, if I, you know, if I'm in a high crime area and I have a guy who gives me the finger when I roll past, or mother F's me or something like that. If I don't address that mm-hmm. as a police officer and there's a lot of people out watching that, you immediately, everyone thinks, oh, you know, Weaver, you can do whatever you want. He's not, he's not going to deal with you. It's like a testing to see. Correct. And the next time you drive by, there'll be three people doing yeah. that. Next yeah. time there'll be 10 people. Next yeah. time there'll be 20. So you got to like nip that in right. the butt right away, I think. And I think the way you describe doing it, you know, I, I would just get out and hang out with them. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. or I pull up and be like, "Hey man, I saw you were waving me down." Right, right. You know, giving me the finger, and I'm like, "Hey man, I, I saw you're waving me down. You need anything?" Right. That's exactly right. You know, just yeah. just stuff stuff like that. I just so, walk with them, talk with them, be like, "Hey yeah. man, I'm, what's going on?" You talk about the weather, talk about the Philly, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. You know, basically, you know, and and then you get accused of harassing them. I'm like, no, I'm walking on a sidewalk talking to you. Right. You obviously you obviously wanted my attention. Yeah. You obviously wanted to have an interaction with me. So. We're having an interaction now. Right. The hard part is what happens when that complaint is lodged. And that's kind of. I think as long as you keep it, you know, keep it professional. Yeah, you say that, but that's not the case anymore. Like. It might be professional. It might be a mere encounter. It might be within the law. I know. But what if. Like New York City right now. with the citizen review your, board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're 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 right. And that's why cops are afraid to do it. And that's why. You then have a guy in Chicago walk out a store and shoulder check yeah. a cop. And I couldn't imagine. Dude, and that cop was like, you picked the wrong guy. Right. That was awesome. Right. You like, might have got somebody. Yeah. 10 maybe, minutes later. Yeah. That wouldn't have done a thing. Exactly. But I, I, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I remember I like learning uh, this, this valuable lesson early on in my career. Uh, and it was, you know, it, it meant something to me. So I was out on patrol. Brand new officer, didn't know what I was doing, and I'm rolling down. I'll never forget. I'm rolling down West Vine Street. I'm going west on Vine. I just crossed over Prince, and there's traffic there at the red light. And I roll past a car, and people in the car uh, 
called me names or yelled pig at me or something like that. So I slam on the brakes. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I start backing up. Well, here I realize it's drug suppression unit guys <laughs> who, who like yelled out their window at me. Yeah. Um, partially to give me a hard time, but partially I think they wanted to see what kind of as a young you officer, like what I would do. And uh, I remember, um, I think there was a sergeant in the car coming up to me later and uh, commending me like, hey, good job on dealing with that. Don't, don't, like, you, you can't arrest someone for saying that. You can't, like, you know, have a use of force. You can't, you know. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. Right. But you, you good you job can, on addressing it. You can talk to people. Right. We are allowed to talk to people. Yeah. So that, that like, that meant a lot yeah, to me. I was like, okay, cool. I at least have one. I'm doing at least one thing correctly. Right, right, right. What's that look like in your new environment? Like, are you, like, do you see that? Yeah, I do. Really? Only a couple times. Okay. But I've, I've had it happen to me a couple times. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it the same way. Right. I had a guy in a parking lot the other day, mean mugging me. Now I know I found out his history afterwards. Okay. And why he was like mother effing me and telling me, you know, asking me what I was looking at and all this and that. Um, and then when he came back out across the parking lot, um, I was still doing paperwork there. So I, I rolled up on him. And pulled up beside him like, hey, man, what's going on? You, you good? Everything okay? Right, right. And he's like, like cursing at me and stuff. I'm like, all right, have a great day, sir. Just wanted to make sure you're okay. It seemed like you were upset. <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't, I won't, I won't put up with that. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, at the very least, I'm going to have some sort of conversation with you and let you know that, hey, you, you, can, you can talk to me however you want. I'm not going to arrest you. And, right. But. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not just going to be like, okay, and just drive away. Oh, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> you won. Yeah. But anyways, this is uh, Diagnostic Cops calling low expectations take 13. 13. That's a lucky yep. number, dude. All right. Here's my tagline. Diagnostic Cops calling low expectations is like that one relative, one relative who's a train wreck. Okay. You know you shouldn't enjoy the drama he or she causes at family reunions. But at the same time, it's the only reason you keep going to them. <laughs> That's good, man. That's uh, a good one. That's I, good. I felt like that was a pretty good one. But this is our, this is our last one. Our That's last right. Diagnostic Cops Calling yep. Low Expectations. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that, Gary? Uh, I wasn't looking forward to this one. You weren't looking forward to it? No. Why not? We're going to keep it one. the same what? Same, we're going to do the same thing we've been doing. I know, but it's the last one. That makes I me know. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well... It's been a good run. It, it has been a good run. Uh, I think this is kind of the analogy I was thinking about in regards to it. You know, for over two years, we've kind of been getting after it with the podcast. Has it been that long? It's been over two years. Wow. Yeah. Or right around two years. Just, just over, like, just over two yeah, years. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you know, you have those moments in your life where you just get after it. Uh, you're doing your thing. You're running. You're running. You're just doing it. Uh, this is like a law enforcement analogy. You're just running. You're just getting after it. Bam, bam, bam. And then you have those moments, those like let it breathe moments. Okay. Where you just kick, a, you know, you throw open a door. You're going into a, you're going to go into a house or a room. You're not sure what's inside. And you just throw it open and you just let it breathe. Yeah. You're not standing in the doorway. You're not standing you, in the but doorway. You, but you you're just, opening that door to yeah, see you just, what's happening. Yeah. What's, 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 uh, what's my next move, you know? Okay. Um, Am I going to go in guns blazing? 
Right. Are we going to throw a flashbang? Are we going to let the dog in? Or are we just going to wait a little bit? Throw a little pepper spray in the room, see what happens. Yeah, see, see if, see if you hear coughing. a cough. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, I, think, I feel like that's kind of where, where we're where at. at. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not willing to say that you and I will never be back behind the mics. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Uh, but I don't, I, it might, it might be that we're never back yeah. behind the mics. I don't know, but this is Diakonasa cops calling as it's been, as the fans know it, uh, will cease to exist after this episode. Yeah. It's, it's not, not, a. yeah, it's, it's time. It's, uh, you're doing well, it. At least I shut it down, pawning every, pawning all your gear, your studio is getting no. sold off. No, I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to it. I'm sure. So I don't know what that means, but. I'm gonna hang on to it at least. I mean, you for, usually have things to talk about, so I'm sure you'll be talking about something at some point. I'll just come down here and talk into a mic that's not recording. <laughs> or just I'll invite your... you over. All right, yeah. And we'll just hang out and talk. <laughs> you'll be like, hey, Gary, we're doing 14. Here comes 50, and you just say, bring me over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, hey, that was a good one. We'd be like, yo, I, I'm not recording. But yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll just record it and then we'll drop like 20 low expectations. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, you brought me along for the ride here. I had a good time. Yeah, it's, these last 13 episodes. Yeah. Plus, you had me it, on like what three or four times on your regular pod. Yeah. Uh, on the regular. Once or twice. I yeah, did I don't mine. remember. Yeah. We did Higgins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were in. in on and Higgins. we did uh, one other one. I think. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah. It seems like we've done more than 13 low expectations. I know, but I think we're just old and don't remember things. Yeah, that's also so true. So like everything kind of runs together. Runs together, does yeah. this thing. Um, the great thing is we just came out of uh, Women's History Month. Yes. Uh, last month, March, was uh, Women's History Month. Yeah. Um, the Which great... means that baseball season has started. Actually, yeah, it has started. Yeah. So... You know, we'll see how the Phillies do. I'm going to, I'm going to try, maybe I'll try to watch the Phillies a little more this year. Uh, their first game, they had a five, nothing lead and then they gave up nine runs in the fourth. So that was pretty exciting. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they lost. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Not supposed to date things. When Not you're supposed reporting. to date it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll just, but yeah, that. anyway, so the, yeah, the Phils are, Phils are going to have a good year, I think. They're, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for the Phillies. They're gonna make a run back to the World Series. Okay. Um, I'm also rooting for the Orioles. Why? I if it's if there's gonna be an American League team that I'm going for that I'm gonna cheer that I'm gonna watch, it's the Orioles. Are the Orioles gonna be any good? I think they have potential this year. Okay. They're, they're like nobody's talking about them. I mean, some people are talking about them, but like they're not gonna be. They're not a major contender. But like I think they have. I don't know, man. I I have a feeling about the Orioles this year. Interesting. Right. Stud catcher. His first game, he went like, I don't know, four for five and hit a home run. Like he went, he's crazy. How's how's the uh, batters can't touch themselves for real long rule going now? That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> can't touch themselves. No, what's the rule? Uh, no, it's a pitch pitch clock. A pitch clock. I yes. wouldn't say a pitch count, but that's not right. A a pitch clock. Yes. Yes. That's it's why going. I'm calling it. Yeah, it's because going well. the batters then have to. You know, they all have this well, ritual where they touch and adjust themselves. That and the pitcher can't just walk around all of God's creation, you know, rubbing the ball around and then jump on the mound. Like both of know. them have to. I, I think it's more the batters with their, the, all the things they have to do. Yeah, some of them. 
But there are some pitchers who who have taken. There was a video out about uh, I forget who the pitcher is, but basically like his routine was so long that someone ran the bases like four times, <laughs> like hit four home runs or something like that in the time it took him to pitch one pitch. Wow, it's funny. I do think they that, shortened the game. Like yeah. I think it's gone from three hours and three minutes to like two two hours and thirty minutes. Okay, like the average at this point. So I will say I do kind of like that rule then. I mean, I haven't watched a game yet with it, but oh. I do. Well, that, that's such a silly thing to say. <laughs> but but three three hour long baseball game, it's just yeah. I, again, you know what I think about baseball. I want to see get it, into the playoffs. It, I, once I you get into the playoffs, though, I think that pitch clock either you have to add ten more seconds each way, or it just got has to go away because like that's how baseball. That's where moments are made. When you have the you know it's a two and two count. It's a one and two count and the batter needs a, a break or you know, whatever it is, or the pitcher needs to, you know, gather his thoughts. He needs to breathe for a second. Let that moment happen. Cause you have the announcers talking, you have all this stuff happening. And then he walks up there, you know, he sets up and nothing's still happening. And the next the pitch comes and he, he cracks a home run. Like that's what makes baseball great. Like those moments, not every moment can be like that. And that's why I like the pitch clock. But I think in the postseason, I think you got to cut it back. Okay. It, that's me. All right. Well, that was a lot of words for no. I'm excited I about I baseball. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm amazed at your passion for the for the sport. You my, you really don't get it. You don't get into very many sports, but you do get into. I baseball. like baseball. Yeah. <clears throat> my son hit a ball today. Yeah. No. Uh, last practice, last baseball practice, he hit it off the fence. Really? Now, how far awesome. is that? It was in like his a. League? Let me it. I don't know. I don't know how far it is. Is is he smashed it? Nice. It was a good hit. Now, is he? Does he hit home runs? Uh, he's going, yeah, he usually, he's super fast. So he like run, rounds the base real fast. Okay. But this year he's going to hit some over, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is he, uh, so baseball, he's really taken to baseball. He loves baseball. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. He Maybe likes should... all the sports, man. Yeah, he likes baseball. He likes soccer. He likes, he loves soccer. He loves yeah. We just basketball. started soccer, soccer up. Yeah. I love that. So what are you saying? Women's History Month. Yeah, Women's History Month. The great thing about being a man right now is you can take over Women's History Month. Oh, if you're... I think it's hilarious. Well, not hilarious. I, maybe I shouldn't say hilarious, but it, it's wild to me that, that men are winning awards in Women's right. History Month. I would be sad. Like, if I was a woman, I'd be like, yeah, wait, what? I don't know. It makes... Uh, which one did you hear about? Or which one happened? Oh, I don't... I can't even think of, like, a... I know there was... A, didn't the White House... Uh, give give a man an award during Women's History Month. Uh, a man who now like a identifies trans? as a, a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. I think yeah, that's happening I, all the time. I just, uh, um, yeah. So <laughs> I just think we. I just think it's great that men Have are, ta- over. are taking over Women's History Month is now mm-hmm. being taken over by men. That you now have that uh, uh, the uh, the man who's on the Hershey bar or something. Oh, I, Hershey I hear about that too. Hershey yeah. now has has a spokes spokesman who identifies as a woman. And for for right for March for women's for, yeah right yeah <laughs> it's for Super Women's funny. History Month and yeah. it's a man on yeah. front of the uh, I mean it's just wild to me. Um, uh, but I did have I did have a quote uh, for uh, Women's History Month in All remembrance. Right. Uh, so during Women's History Month, just we, read the quote before you tell us who it is. I am. I'm right. Let's, let's see if I can guess who it is. I'm reading it right now. All right. All right you interrupted sorry. me. I'm going to try to guess who this is. Stop mansplaining. You're a man. I can. 
Is there a thing called transplaining? Oh, geez. I don't know. What would that be? How would you transplain something? I. What would tra- what would this this is be? this this is this going to get you in trouble? Really get us in trouble? Transplaining. I mean, the I don't thing know. is, it's not funny to me. It's not funny, but like we're we're cracking. We're about yeah, it. we're making uh, we're we're making fun of it. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't make fun of it. I don't, I gotta laugh about it. It's so bizarre to me. It's yeah. so bizarre that in Women's History Month, men are winning awards. It's so bizarre to me that men are taking over women's sports. Right. Um. That's extremely, you know. I'd be furious. I'm a, I, I have two daughters. Yeah. I mean, they're not athletic at all. But like, <laughs> when I say that with the utmost respect, they're right. art, they're like artists. Like they, okay. they do other things. Yeah. Uh, but they're yeah. not winning any. They're not winning any swimming titles. You know what I mean? Like they're not playing. Yeah, but that it's wild to me. I just saw this a uh, uh, man who won a women's biking event. Yes, like biking. They're they're taking over. Right. Like women I, are I getting pushed think, to the back of the packs. And I'm I I don't under. I, it hurts my brain because I'm like, where are the, the feminists? So the, nope. like, the, the whole Women's History Month was born out of like, the feminist movement and everything. Yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it was born out of, but the feminist movement really pushed for it, I believe. Uh, so where are, you know, where, did, where are they? Where do they stand on this? They can't, yeah. they can't stand against uh, trans people. Right. I mean, so they then could. You, then they you just, chose not to. So you're literally allowing men right. to, to, to take over women's Which is what we do. Life. I mean, that's kind of what men do. Like, if you think about history, like men kind of take over everything. That's I mean, like in our, it's in our nature to dominate and to take right. over things and to accomplish more and do better yeah. things. And yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that's a good, I'm not saying that's necessarily a good trait. I said it could be. For sure. Men have that testosterone, that drive, like they, right. they they, they, they're like conquerors, you know? Yeah. If I'm a loser swimmer in the men's world, I, I want to conquer. I want to do better. So I'm going to join. Okay. Well, I'm going to join the women's league. I'll destroy I mean, everybody. <laughs> like, if you think about it, that's what, <laughs> or I, if biking, right? Like right. I'm in the middle of the pack, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the front of the pack. So I'll just. I'm a woman now. Yeah. I'm a woman. So I can win, win stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to get us in trouble. Maybe. What? It's, I don't even care. It doesn't. This, this conversation. I don't know why I would get into trouble. We're just celebrating women, selling, telling facts. We're uh, celebrating women, AKA men during women's history month. And uh, so here's a quote during women's history month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history, who saw what could be unburdened by what had been. <laughs> I know who it is. I know exactly who this is. So let's pause. I mean, let's breathe. Let's see if anybody else can figure it out. Are we live? Someone can call in and tell us the answer. We're not live. Oh, okay. How long I have you that. been doing this? I know. Um, yeah. It is, uh, can I guess? Yeah. It's Vice President Kamala Harris. Yes. Yeah. I knew it. Um, I just thought it was a fitting quote. I don't understand the quote. Read it again. So women's history. So during Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history, <laughs> who saw what could be unburdened by what had been. <laughs> We are the United States of America. We are states who are united. So <laughs> call ourselves America. Know. Is it wrong for us to? to make yes, fun probably. Of it? Probably. I just. I. That's not a great quote. It's a terrible. Who I just writes don't, this? Like she doesn't write her own stuff. She, she has to have a speechwriter, right? Well, they must hate her. It. Right. The vice president has a speechwriter. I would. I would. You have I, to. Be. You have to. 
And I, I just don't understand. Uh, like, I wouldn't even be able to clap because I would be thinking, okay, what words did she just say? I don't understand. I, I don't understand them, but they don't make any sense. I don't know either, but I did want to recognize Women's History Month with that riveting quote. It's uh, unfortunate because we should celebrate. I mean, maybe we shouldn't, but like, I mean, I like women. Well, hopefully you only like one woman. I like, well, I like I guess, lots of women. I guess you can like women, but yeah. love one woman. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not against Women's History Month. I just think it's ridiculous that men are winning all the awards and on everything uh, right now. Related to Women's History Month. Right, right. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, trans stuff, did you see the, oh boy. the shooting out of uh, Nashville? Yes. The school, the officer? It's terrible. Well, yeah, but did you see the body cam of the officers that went uh, in? It was not Uvalde. No, it was not Uvalde at all. It was textbook. Um, it was unbelievable. It's textbook's response. Like this is, those Uvalde officers should have to watch that for the, every day for the rest of their lives, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's, that's pretty a, harsh. That's pretty harsh. I, I mean, again. Maybe there's a lot more to that we, one. We talked, we talked about yeah. Uvalde. There were a lot of things that were done wrong. But those, those officers, you know. Yeah. I think one thing that's interesting about the Nashville one, and if, if no one has, you know, I watched the body cam multiple times from, from different officers right. who were there. Um, you know, if you want to go watch it, you can go watch it. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty, pretty uh, graphic, pretty riveting. But um, it's our world. So I watched it. And one thing that really struck me is, you know, so my last guest, MC Williams, was talking about guardians versus warriors and how if you're, we need to get back to this mindset in law enforcement of being warriors because you can be a tender warrior. You can be a warrior who is not just violent to be violent, but is capable of violence when violence is needed. As opposed to guardians, um, many times guardians will fold when a warrior is needed. Guardians, you know, are good at guarding things and, you know, but sometimes guardians won't do what a warrior needs to do in certain moments. So what struck me about thinking about Uvalde was you had a lot of guardians and there might've been a warrior in there somewhere, but the warrior didn't step up to urge the guardians to also be warriors. Yeah. Here, I don't know if there were any guardians in this group of officers or not, but you had very specific officers in going in there that were motivating the whole uh, group of officers that were in there, right. like the three or four officers that were together, you had officers in there that were motivating each other as they went out, like right. things like push, push, move, go, and literally like pushing guys. Yep. The one guy who had just had a handgun, who's my dude, like that guy was rocking. Yeah. Um, he, he, he recognized, Hey, I only have a handgun. I got two guys. Like you got to go with forward. Me you got to go first. That have, yeah. that have the, the rifles. And, and he's like, he's like, go push, push, push. Um, he's given directions to the right, to the right. You know, when they heard gunshots and everything. And then, um, like, I just liked him because he was like, he knew what needed to be done. Right. There, there was a couple shots and then there was some movement by the suspect and he just, he made sure it was, it, the threat was over. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like you said, textbook. Yeah. It's, it's super good. I like that warrior guardian. I mean, we've heard warrior multiple, like I've heard police are warriors for right. 
years. But, but there's, there's a also difference. there's uh, also been that, yeah. uh, you know some uh, pushback to that terminology for right. an officer. But in that moment, in that Christian school in Nashville, right. that's exactly what you needed. You needed warriors, not not guardians. Correct. You needed warriors and uh, the mindset, the the to do that. Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, I think we're so desensitized as a culture. Like, people can watch that, um, and to them, it's just like a movie playing out. But these are real people right. doing real heroic things, and literally putting themselves in harm's way uh, for to protect other people. Yeah, and think about what happens when they walk over the, the deceased child, that child victim in the hallway that's blurred out. You, yeah. you really can't see. That's a child. Yeah, I know. And they go one down, one down, step in, and they step over. Like, yeah. like to be able to do that is hard. Yeah. Like, I've never done that, but like, right. that would be very difficult. Right. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I guess knowing that they're gone, they're gone, but like, that's still hard. Like, because, because like warriors have hearts too. Right. You know what I mean? So you have feelings. You're, you're soft when you need to be soft. You know what I mean? Exactly. So to see that, knowing the threat's still there, to be able to attack, which is what they did, um, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I mean, when I, when I, the first time I saw the video, it was like emotional for me to watch it. Yeah. It was tough. It, it was, was tough to it watch. It was like emotional for me to watch it because you, uh, I don't, I don't think any, you know, it's, it's, yeah, we're desensitized. But for, for me watching it, to, to understand what those officers were doing and what they needed to do, uh, you know, was, yeah, I, it, it was incredible to watch them work through that, do what they needed to do, and, and uh, man, just, yeah, finish just the do, job. It, do it in such a, a great way. Yeah, save just, other lives. You know, I mean, all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's just so interesting to me, too, because they've received so much praise from most people have 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 given them so much praise and and uh as they should but i'm just like there's so much confusion right now about what what does the public maybe there isn't confusion about what the public maybe the confusion totally lies within the profession but there seems to be so much confusion about what the police should be like what they should do um what and you can so, celebrate, what you can't. Yeah. So yeah. in this incident, they're being, they're literally, we're celebrating heroic actions by officers who literally understood that their job in that moment was to hunt and eliminate a threat. Right. That threat being a human being, but that was their job in that moment. And they're called heroic for doing it, as they should be. But then on the back end, we have what we just talked about happening in Chicago where a cop gets shoulder checked and, you know, and people are, can't connect why that's happening. Well, it's happening because one, one day you don't want cops to be warriors. You want them to be. Yeah. You're neutering them. Yeah. yeah, You're neutering them. And then the next day you do want them to be warriors. And you know, the bottom line is if you really need an officer, if you're seriously in trouble, you want a certain officer there. Right. Um, you don't want someone who's not capable of of uh, taking care of business. So, just it, it's just an interesting dichotomy right now in this country. Uh, it's also so interesting watching the press talk about the fact that it was a trans person, a, a female who was trying to transition to a man, 
and you know I, I saw something uh recent today i think uh, talking about the chief a group is calling for the chief to stand down because he misgendered the suspect i mean seriously people like, what are we doing right like what are we doing yeah. like you know like he's more, probably confused he's like well i don't know what that right you know, or he's yeah I mean, more more upset with this quote-unquote dead naming someone than actually yeah. the fact that um a human being took children's uh, lives right yeah hunted I'm, the most innocent right but like should we really be surprised though anthony that like these type of things happen like school shootings when we live in a society that loves to murder babies in the womb. No, we should. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the next logical step, right? Like, I mean, I abortion, yeah. we've talked about abortion is, is vile, right. right? And we've celebrated it. Roe v. Wade for, I mean, thankfully it was revoked or whatever or overturned. Right. But like, we've been doing that for what, 50 years now, mm -hmm. just slaughtering millions. Yeah babies in wombs right but like we shouldn't be surprised that school shootings are happening you know what i mean we live in a yeah. society that likes that. right and then and then our politicians at the highest levels even the president um you know talking about the need for gun control to protect right. our kids and i'm like yeah but in the same moment you're totally in lockstep with the pro-choice movement and the ability for moms to go into a facility and have their baby murdered right right you know that yeah it's I, it's you know i mean it's, it is two it's two different issues but like it's not a far jump in my opinion it's not a far jump right it's just it, not it's two different issues but it's it's still murder in both yeah it's murder like in in both i saw um uh john pierre you know uh the spokes woman for the white house oh yeah yeah uh, is that her name john yeah john pierre i well maybe that's her last name i don't know what her first name is but um anyway she she said uh you know so this is what a day or two after the shooting at the school and she's responding to a question and her she says our hearts go out to the trans community as they are under attack right now and my question is, who who's attacking them? Who is violently attacking the truth? Well, I mean, I'm she sure she doesn't mean attacking in physical. She means attacking like there's being pushback, like the drag shows. The um, that's probably what she's saying because okay. I I don't know of trans people being attacked like physically or shot or killed right. or that's not happening. I mean, yeah. at, at least it's not being reported. <clears throat> so it's it's what they want to do. That, that group of people, the things that they want to do that is being pushed back against, so they're being attacked. Right. Which, again, is not violence. What, what's, it's not violence. It's not, you shouldn't right. be calling it attack. Right. Yeah, it's just, but it's that type of terminology right. is being used for it. Yeah. Like you said, it's not actual violence, but that type of terminology is what is being used to talk about this, this you know, a push by, you know, whether it's the Christian community or just normal citizens who have conservative values against, right. you know, this outward uh, trans stuff that and drag stuff that is being uh, put in in front of, especially kids. Yeah, and I, I mean, even I think recently there was vi there's videos about what the Tennessee the, the I'm not I'm not I hate politics, but like in Tennessee, I guess the the government building the main government yeah. building in Nashville, whatever, 
basically was like stormed yeah. by people who, were, who wanted to abolish this law, which they're saying might have something to do with why this, this person shot up the, the Christian school. Right. Because of this new law that they have there against... Um, yeah, Tennessee just passed some sort of law or is working to pass a law. Like gender-affirming care, right? Is that, right, yeah, to, to try to, to protect yeah. kids from, right. you know, uh, surgeries to change their Right, so they're saying that, that that might have had something to do, that's a motive, potential motive for this person to kill, kill these kids. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the press is right. like kind of like, uh, the liberal press is kind of like, well, you know, this is happening, so... You know, we don't agree with it. It's still bad. Like it shouldn't have happened, but we we kind of understand. You know, right? They, she was that person was pushed over the edge. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Just, no, they, they weren't. Right. They made a choice to do what they did, and I yeah yeah. So and, so anyway, so people have stormed uh, protesting this thing. I think very recently, and right. they basically like overtook. Like no business was getting done, but then January sixth. Oh yeah. Yeah, like it's just like you can't. Like, what, what are we doing here, right? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, no government function was getting done. No, no laws were being passed. No, like, debate was happening because people are protesting in a, gov- in a, in a public building that's where the mm-hmm. government's supposed to be doing government things. And it was just overtaken all for this, this bill that they're right. not happy with. Go, yeah. go outside and do it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I thought we learned a lesson with January 6th, right? Yeah, but there will be no ramifications yeah. because tolerance in this country only goes in one direction, and that's towards Satan. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it really is. I mean, you, t- tolerance, the definition of tolerance is completely lost on mm-hmm. your, your far left, uh, you know. And far right. I mean, it, super and far, far right. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Both sides. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting that the subtle like uh, push against Christianity that this trans shooting brought out that you see this like subtle push against, you know, what Christians believe and what right. the word teaches and everything. And uh, yeah, it's just it's interesting to me, too, because it kind of it kind of proves to me that uh, Christianity, the way of Jesus is the one true way. Because if you think about it, you have Muslim countries where they will kill you mm. if you're a homosexual, if you're a transvestite, they will kill you. Yeah. You don't hear anybody talking about those countries. Right. You hear people talking about uh, the, the dangerous Christians who, who don't agree with drag shows in front of kids, uh, right. you know, the, the homosexual against, agenda. Yeah, or against you know? gay marriage or right. abortion. Abortion. Or whatever, yeah. You know, that's, that's where the... That's where the attack lies. Right. It's just, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, the, other, the other interesting uh, conversation I recently had mm-hmm. about why another way, I mean, there's lots of ways, you know, I think out there that you can uh, pr- promote and prove that the way of Jesus, Christianity is the truth. But another thing that I find super interesting is using the Lord's name in vain. Okay. so. No one uses Muhammad's name in vain. Oh, like Buddha's name in vain. No one uses any other god of any other religion in vain. Think about it. Yeah. Oh, does that sound different in a different language? So, like, well, because that, Muslims mostly speak now. I Arabic. have now. I have. I have. Uh, 
I have wondered that, and that came up in this conversation. Okay. I said, okay, so let's say you're in a- uh, Arabic speaking country. Right. I mean, they, they will, like, are they using Muhammad's name in vain? It seems like Muslims are pretty serious about, or right that about violations of their laws, right. like their religious laws okay. is what I mean. But I'm saying, any any like yeah, I've never I've seen never like, I've never heard of like Buddha D, you know, or like <laughs> yeah, or 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 like yeah, or you know, I guess was Muhammad a prophet of Islam? Correct. Okay, so it would be so, it would be Allah probably or Allah, Allah. like yeah, like. Are they saying Allah, damn it? Like, right. you know, like, oh, you know what? I just, I personally have never heard another God of another religion's name used in vain. I just yeah. think it's an interesting concept that the only person I've ever heard name used in vain is that of our God and Jesus. Like the Christian God. The Christian God yeah. and Jesus. Now you could say if you're using, you know, GD, that, oh, that's like any God. Right. Okay. But you can't explain Jesus right. like when you're using Jesus. Right. JC, yeah. 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 That's interesting. I don't know. It, I, I just had it. this conversation with uh, some people. There's, I can, I can, you know what? You want to curse around me? I don't care. You know, I, I I've even cursed. Okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> you? It, 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 you know, whatever. But I, the Lord's name in vain does rake on my nerves. And so, yeah, this conversation came up because uh, someone, someone around me had used the Lord's name in vain. And, and I, said, like, hey. I said, why do we got to bring Jesus into it? Yeah. And so then this started this conversation, which was a really good conversation then about why, why, only, use, why only use Jesus Christ's name in vain? Like, yeah. why don't we use any other uh, you know, God of any other religion? Right. Why don't you use Buddha's name in vain? Yeah. Use Buddha's name in vain. Right. So it just started this like interesting conversation. That is, that's very because interesting. Or Zeus name. Yeah. <laughs> some Greek gods. To think Get of some a, Greek gods in there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some Methuselah. Other. Um, that's interesting. Sometimes I'll say like, uh, and this doesn't mean anything at all. I'll be like, I'm like, hey, you sure you want to talk about your creator like that? Oh, like yeah. the one who made you, the one who gave you that breath to even say that? Right. That's gotten me some looks a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so prevalent. Some people, it's just uh, right, right on the tip of their tongue. So. Yeah. Anyways, man, been all over the place. I kind of like it. I kind of right. like it. Um, I like you. Pastor prays for criminal thugs to come into his church. Yeah. So this, this, is, this is a great story. This is out of the blaze. So, uh, so it's got to be true. Blaze.com. Well, no, there's video. Did you watch a video? No, I read it? the article. Okay. Video is super interesting. Is it funny? Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> So this is this happened in Missouri Church in February. Uh, Pastor Marquello Futrell, hopefully I didn't butcher his name. Marquello Futrell, uh, he's a former St. Louis police officer. Now he's a pastor at this church. Seems like a very um, charismatic church. I'll okay, put it that way. But anyways, four men uh, come into the to the church. Okay, they're armed. Okay, so the pastor believes they're armed because he's. Used to be a cop, so he's checking waistbands, and they sit in the back of the church. I think they even had bags. Okay. And and he was like pretty sure they were armed, and then uh, someone later told him that one of them actually dropped a gun in the parking lot or something before they came in the church. Nice. So, so the deal was um, the pastor 
you know, basically in this article, he says, you know, the hair on the back of my neck just stood up because I knew something yeah. bad was about to happen. But he just, he goes, he goes right for these guys. Like he's like preaching and in the aisles and, you know, people are hollering. praying and, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, extravaganza is going on. So um, he, uh, he approaches the four, four guys and asks them their names and they give them their names. One of them gives his street name. Like he says like twin or something like that. And the pastor's like, no, 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 not your street name, your real name. Makes him give his real name. <laughs> so all this is on it's camera. Report, live, like live and, and like the, the camera guy gets close-ups of their uh, faces and everything. So one of the quotes from the pastor uh, during, during this, when he's talking to them, is that, uh, that what, what, a de- what the devil meant for evil, you, <laughs> you messing with Marquella Antonio Futrell, don't you play with me. I still got a cop anointing and I still know what's going on and I still know what's about to happen. I got a cop anointing. That's awesome. I love it. It's so awesome. So then they, he gets the churchgoers around them and they pray for, pray for these guys. And then they, they uh, got up and left. Um, so the police are actually looking for this crew because okay. they've done robberies and stuff. Of churches. Not of churches, but they've, I guess they're a, robbing, a robbery crew. Yeah. And uh, some of them are outstanding, have warrants and stuff. Uh, but yeah, probably there to rob the church. That's pretty funny. The uh, quote from the pastor after the fact, when he was being interviewed about it, he's like, we found out later they were wanted in connection with two robberies from convenience stores. We believe that they were intending to rob us, do some harm, but we believe that God is the greatest power and we cannot be defeated. So I had those instincts. And uh, uh I watched the video a little longer, like after the, after the guys left. And he, he says, I got, I got an anointing on me. I'll hit them with the mic and then I'll pray for them. <laughs> I like this guy. I, yeah, he was awesome. He'd probably be fun to hang out with. <laughs> he was, That's he, funny. He, I but, hit him with the mic. <laughs> I hit him with the mic and then I'll pray for him. Yeah, he, uh, he uh, I mean, yeah, you, he, he like keyed in on these guys right away. So, so here's, what's, here's what I really like about that is, We've said this before, like if something doesn't feel right, it's better to address it than ignore it. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, if someone's in a room or a store or whatever, I mean, it's easier just to get away, but I I don't, I guess I don't know how I'm, how I'm trying to say that. But like, if you're kind of in charge of something like him talking to them, like made them human. Right. Like, so it's harder for them to hurt anybody in there or to do what they were going to do because he he like interacted with them right they weren't anonymous anymore right not even that they gave them their name but just that he like interacted with them so yeah but the interaction was also like aggressive it it was like hey i know you're up to something it ain't happening here yeah so and again sometimes that's needed sometimes what you're saying is just needed just that interaction like right 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 you know hey you know but i think a lot of times in those interactions you need to let the person know that you've observed right. something, yeah. you know, um, yeah. but you're right. It does. It, it humanizes everyone in the room. Uh, if, if you're not afraid to like have that. Cause these guys were wearing like masks too, right? Like they were masked up or whatever. One, so they? they, they weren't, I don't know if they were initially, um, you know, it doesn't look like they had masks on the cameraman in the, in the church. Yeah. You know, panned across him and it didn't look like they had masks on at that point i don't know if they pulled him down when he came back and addressed and starts them. talking to him yeah but um 
That's funny. That's a good story. I, it's it's a great yeah. great story. It was it was sent to me uh, by someone who listens to the podcast, and I I hadn't seen it, and I watched the video, and I was I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool cool story. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and you're right. Like you know, just talking talking to people is is uh, half the battle sometimes. You know, people he had the anointing. He had the anointing. Hit him with the mic. Pray for them. <laughs> it is yeah, cool. He was, they he was, it's pretty cool that they prayed for yeah. him too. Like I mean, think about. I mean, think about that. Oh, yeah. Pray for your enemies. Yeah. He he uh, uh he was he's a big guy too. Oh like, really? I don't I don't know much about his history. It just said he you know he used to be a police officer in St. Louis. So yeah. I don't know how long he was a police officer. He's a big big dude. Yeah. I was like he probably could have handled two of them three of them on his own. And once you handle one or two, like nobody <laughs> else wants to fight, right? Yeah. All right, here's uh here's one sniper rifle blown off a roof. Did you see this story? Yeah. This out I of read uh it. you read it? This is St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah, from Police One, St. Patrick's Day parade in Buffalo. So they had like a Overwatch right. up on the roof. Sniper had his gun up on a tripod. It was weighted down though, too. I know. Um and this so the rifle blows off the roof. I don't know how tall this building was. Right. But it blows off the roof, lands near some people. Uh the police quickly recovered it and everything. But so I had a couple questions. Don't they usually have a spotter with a sniper? Uh, yes. Okay. Because it just seemed it, the way the article is written, and they had a picture of this guy up on the roof. It just looked like he was up there alone, which I thought was interesting. I was like, because he was actually standing away from the rifle, looking off a different side of the yeah. roof. So I'll be honest about this, Anthony. It's probably there. It's it's all a prop. Like, I mean, the gun's real, but what I'm saying, like, it's, it's, um, optics. Right. Right. There's a sniper on the roof. There's a dude. I get it. That's a big deal. Let's not mess around. That guy, you, a sniper on a roof, it's very difficult to pick out any targets. Right. Like, I mean, unless you're literally on the scope and just scoping from person to person in a giant parade, like that's not an easy task. Right. Um, so. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I hear you on that. I just thought it was odd that it seemed like there was only one guy up there. I thought usually they would have at least have two guys. Yeah, there was probably multiple guys. And maybe they were or maybe off they had, camera, you know, but tucked again, back in. Again, it's all optics. They probably yeah. had the spotter in somewhere else. Right. Who had his own rifle. Yeah. Probably in, you know, in, in, but anyways, in. I've never been a sniper. I don't know much about what they do um, other than snipe people. But <laughs> I snipe you. <laughs> but I... I I was like, wow, that's pretty embarrassing. Can you imagine be being the terrible, guy up there dude. and your rifle, terrible. you see your rifle go over and then you're like, first of all, they're real expensive. Second of all, <laughs> like, man, if that thing goes off, like, I mean, I they, know. generally they're not going to, I mean, they're right. not going to go off. Uh, but yeah, you got to, like your scope's probably damaged. You know, those scopes aren't cheap. <laughs> be, uh, yeah. And it's, it's just it, embarrassing. Like anytime. Anything like that ever happens, it's like super embarrassing. Right. What's the, the story did make me think about what's, and maybe you don't want to share, what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you on duty? Did we ever talk about this before? I, uh, most people don't. So yeah, so I left, I came to the Sallyport. I think I was riding bike. Came to the Sallyport, had to get a car, had to transport someone out to, out to an arraignment. So I went to the basement, I, I locked, I put my bike in the sally port, locked my gun up, went to the basement, got a car, pulled into the sally port, grabbed the prisoner, 
and took off. I'd never grab my gun. <laughs> so literally I'm like, <laughs> I'm driving to the, to the place and uh, I was probably three minutes, three minutes on the drive. And I, I, you know, I, I just, you know, you're always you checking. Check. I checked and I realized I didn't have it. I go, I'm spinning back around. Like I had to spin back around and grab it. I never said anything to anybody, but like, right. That was pretty embarrassing. I don't know if. Wow. That, I, I don't know that I'm going to share my embarrassing story. Oh, cause yours is even worse. Oh my word. Mine's terrible. Yeah. Well, I have a couple. Well, see, I've had a lot of accidents. Those are always embarrassing. Yeah. Like you're a terrible car. driver. No, I'm not a terrible driver. I just have really. Oh, maybe I'm a terrible driver. <laughs> You have lots of aggression when you drive. No, I just, yeah, I, I've had, I've had every, this is what happens. Every time I'm like, you know what? I kind of know what I'm doing. Like I got, you know, I, I you get humbled. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. Like I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I can handle this. I can do yeah. this. I can multitask this. Bam, bam, bam. And all of a sudden I'm wrecking cars into stuff. It's the way for, it's uh, I know which story you're going to tell. It's God's way of keeping me humble, which story not an accident i don't oh. even i don't even well yeah what didn't you ram a house or something like that or like a you tried to go in one direction you rammed into a what? like a like a brick wall or something like that i don't remember all these stories but well no that that one that one the guy yeah the suspect vehicle he told me he didn't have any brakes yes and i didn't believe him because he had just been driving around he, rammed last... it into, he collapsed the wall <laughs> oh that was pretty embarrassing i did i ever tell that story I, think I don't did. know if I, you yeah. told the story. Yeah, yeah, I folded folded the whole thing down. Anyways, that was a pretty embarrassing one. Uh, <laughs> the suspect told me he didn't have any brakes in his car, right? And, and I didn't believe him because he had just been involved in a hit and run accident and had been driving around for the last thirty minutes until we located him. And when we stopped him, he was able to stop the car. But it didn't occur to me that he was using the emergency brake mm -hmm. to stop the car. So when I tried to move his car, because of course no one had a license in the car and, right. or insurance or registration or anything to be driving the car, parking in a lot, tried to park it, uh, pressed the brake, brake went to the floor, threw it up in the park, it just clicked, hit a, hit a wall protecting stairs that went down into the basement of a church and folded entire, like probably 15 feet of brick wall right <laughs> up the stairs. <laughs> That's awesome. That one was pretty embarrassing. That's a good one. No. Okay, we'll stay with that one. I yeah. have a really embarrassing one. It's so embarrassing. I don't even know if I want to share it. Wow. I, do I know but this one? I'm pretty sure you know it. All I right. Screw it. I have a terrible memory, dude. At, for I probably had, I probably have way more embarrassing. Do you know anything embarrassing that I did? I don't. I wish I did. Cause that one you like everyone. For, I feel like everyone forgets their gun at some point. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever gone out on the street without my gun. No, that's not true. I, I remember I riding bikes. We were bike, bike one time and we were like, we were in the hood. Yeah. Like it was a hopping spot. And we were probably like a good, like seven, eight, 10 blocks away from the station. And I look at my buddy. He's got a gun. <laughs> I go, hey, man, you ain't got a gun. I was like, we got to go back. He probably yelled it too. Oh, yeah. I was making fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, He's I mean, somebody now, man. He's big time. When you, when you lock, when you lock up your, your gun, and you're in and out of the station with prisoners and you lock it, it up every single time. Like it does happen. Some I think guys have left them in the courthouse so that they can't get them to the next day. Cause like they, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Or like I've they were been... like, they're scrambling to try to get, get in to get it. Like, oh, I, yeah, I've never heard, heard that. Yeah. Wow. It's funny. No. It's Embarrassing funny. stuff. It happens. All right. Next one. Juvenile, uh, suspect the juvenile suspect laughing in jail, jailhouse calls. 
This is out of ABC 13 Houston. This happened in Houston, Texas area. February 13th, the victim went to a bank. Are you yawning on me? Yeah. And withdrew a large sum of cash for an upcoming trip. Okay. She traveled 24 miles back to Chinatown in Houston. I guess Houston has a Chinatown. Uh, followed the whole way by a 17-year-old and 19-year-old suspect. They followed her for 24 miles. Okay. Okay. That shows intent. Once she arrived and was on, uh, arrived in Chinatown and was out on foot, they robbed her. The 17-year-old is seen on video assaulting her and then picking her up and body slamming her, causing broken ribs, fractured spine, and she's paralyzed from the waist down. Ooh. There's a GoFundMe for her to date that has raised over $330,000. Uh, but I want to talk about the 17-year-old in this case. At the time of this incident, he was already out on bond for a weapons charge um, that he had gotten less than two weeks. Sorry. At the time of this incident, he was already out on bonds for a weapon charge. Okay. Less than two weeks after this robbery that he did uh, with this victim that we just talked about, he did another one. Uh, which he is also being charged with, okay? So he's out on bond for yep. a weapons charge when he does this robbery and another robbery. The 17-year-old, when he's in lockup, he's recorded on prison calls or youth, you know, he's probably in uh, juvie, uh, prison, uh, you know, the prison calls, yucking it up about hoping to only get probation, smirking about the fact that anyone would think he would get 20 years for this violent robbery. He, does, he, he thinks he's not going to get anything for this. Right. He also confesses to the crime and rages about how the victim has raised money through GoFundMe to help with her medical cause. So the reason this story hit um, the press is because the suspect's bail for this crime initially at 200000 but the judge ordered it down to 100000 And my question is, why? Because that's the world we live in now, Anthony. I, I know, but I've been, I, I mean, I've been but good, super... It's coming to, but, but it's coming to light. That's good. Right. Because there's an article written about it now. Right. I'm super critical about, well, I, I've been critical at times about law enforcement, but really, these judges, man, need to be called to account. Why would you lower this, so too. this guy's bail, this kid's bail? I don't care if he's 17. It doesn't matter. I don't care. He did adult things. Right. Yeah. And at uh, 17, you're a year from being called an adult. Right. And think about this, the, the 19-year-old suspect he was with, they, they, they followed this victim for 24 miles. I don't know how they knew that she, maybe they just watched her go into the bank. I, I, don't, I don't know all the details of the case. The article doesn't talk about it. But um, they followed her for 24 miles and then like assaulted her right. and stole from her. And I don't know why in the world the judge is lo uh, lowering bail. I don't got much more to say about it. I just thought it was a I interesting he, article. Yeah, I and hope he spends a lot of time in jail. My question is, did, the, not judge, did the judge know about these prison calls before lowering the bail or did not? It, the article doesn't say. Right. But the other interesting thing is that ABC 10 or ABC 13 in Houston, right. the way they got these prison calls uh, was from someone, an anonymous source close to the case and then they said they verified the validity of the calls through, I think, the Houston Officers Association or something like that. Okay? Okay. So what that tells me is that cops in Houston, they're playing, they're put, playing hardball. Putting somebody on blast. I like it. You know what? Yeah. That's really what 
uh, some of these agencies need to start doing. They need to start leaking some of this stuff and putting it out there. Um, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, if, if there's, no, there's no other way to combat, combat it, like, you, you know, have to bring what's happening to light. Like we right? always say that, right? Like shine the light on the bad and the, the bad's going to be seen and like people are going to be irritated by it. Right, right. If, you, if, if it just stays in the shadows, no one ever knows. So you bring it to light. Or pretend that everything's okay. Yeah. You know, that, that never, uh, that never uh, solves anything. Yeah. It really doesn't. Hey, which one do you want to, you're, you're, uh, you're fading on me here. So which one do you want to do next? I'm doing good, man. Keep it, keep it going. <sighs> I just yawn, man. I'm sorry. What no you, yawning allowed in I, the studio. Bro, I can't help it. What's, uh, dude, when you do these at midnight, it's tough for me to stay up. <laughs> uh, what, what do you have left? Coffee is racist. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's, yeah, that's noon. And then uh, San Francisco hiring undocumented officers. That one's interesting. Do I mean, the, the coffee one's funny. Let's end on the coffee one. And then the cops in a physical fight with suspect pulls a gun and gets... A shot off, but I we yeah, don't have to talk one. about. It. We hey, talk about that all the time. Yeah, that one's interesting though because the the female. Uh, she, yeah, she like apologizes. Apolog- I don't know what she's apologizing for. I mean, look, man, she's a warrior that has a heart. The the action was over, and she apologized. Hey, man, I'm sorry, I have to show you. Being in a physical confrontation with a guy he pulls a gun. I don't think it's a bad thing to say. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I had to had to take care of business. Maybe maybe I'm the one with the heart issue because I wouldn't be sorry. You did your job. There's nothing for you to be sorry about. Yeah, I'm sorry for you that you got shot. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm trying to justify what, what she said. I don't know. Or understand they why did a good job. It. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, ta- yeah. tactics were a little questionable, but they could have, yeah. It could have been real bad. It could have been real bad. You know, he pulls a gun, fires a shot, in very close proximity and tasers tasers drawn they they did what they had to do they did it anyways all right san San francisco we said we're not going to talk about it and then we did talk about it just enough for everyone to be like what are they talking about it's not that interesting just forget what we normal just forget what we said we're like that relative that causes a lot of drama right you know but you can't you can't can't get away from us you you gotta you keep listening keep coming uh yeah for how long how long they been doing this uh, okay, so I'm going to read a couple quotes right, directly from the article. Of course you are. It's helpful. This is from foxnews.com. San Francisco Police Department hired undocumented, unqualified officers to address a staffing shortage in the crime-ridden city, an audit has revealed. This is directly from the article. 45, 40, this is insane. 45 Bay Area officers hired since 2016 have been flagged for not meeting hiring requirements, including <laughs> missing fingerprints, yeah. Proof of citizenship, graduation records, and incomplete psych- psychological exams and background checks, according to a newly obtained state record like audit thing. 45. No, no fingerprints. <laughs> That's crazy. So, uh, and then it, the article goes on to say that nearly 50 deputies in the Alameda County Sheriff's Office were relieved of their police duties in September following unsatisfactory ratings on psych examinations dating back to 2016. I don't know if that's a typo or if Alameda is part of San Francisco or what, but... Um, it seems like two different things. Yeah, it does. Um, and but, like, why are they saying undocumented? Like, isn't that how the article... Yeah, they do. It is a little... 
it unvetted, super... undocumented. Uh, yeah, you're right. It it, it they make it seem like they're like illegal Mexicans. illegal aliens or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't like this article, man. Boo, Fox. Well, no, I don't. I don't necessarily like the the title of the article, but it is interesting. Like forty five Bay Area officers hired. You know, missing fingerprints, proof, missing proof of citizenship. Seems a little silly. That's pretty important. Which would be what, like a driver's license, passport, birth certificate, something like that. Birth certificate. Yeah, birth certificate. Like anytime yeah. you do a background, a birth certificate is required. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, then this Alameda County Sheriff's 50 deputies relieved of police duties uh, because they found that uh, these 50 had unsatisfactory ratings on psych examinations dating back to 2016, weeks after a deputy who previously failed a psychological exam shot and killed a married couple. I don't know anything about that case. Right. But this officer, Aylworth, uh, was on Fox News talking about this. He... um. I guess he taught at the academy at the San Francisco Police Department Academy, and uh, he is no longer with the department because he got fired for not getting the COVID vaccine. And uh, of course, yeah. So he he is out there saying that they were consistently told to lower standards. He's like at the academy when I first got hired in 2013, we were running academies, five academies a year with 50 plus applicants. Now they are lucky to run three a year. Filling that academy with 20 applicants and the applicants they're getting are absolutely atrocious, he said. Um, Officer Aylworth talking about lowering the standards. He's like a San Francisco. um, Sorry. Yeah, he was just talking in that quote about lowering the standards. Uh, This is another quote at the end of the article. A San Francisco district supervisor, meanwhile, is calling for more policing in the city, despite advocating to defund the police in 2020. Uh, Hillary Ronan, a Democrat, represents District 9 on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors during a Budget and Appropriations Committee meeting uh, on Wednesday. She made an impassioned plea to add more officers to the Mission District, which she represents. I've been begging this department to give the mission what it deserves in terms of police presence all year long, Ronan said. And I've been told time and time time again, there are no officers that we can send to Mission. And this is the same lady who wanted to defund the police in 2020, and now she's confused about why there are not enough police officers. At least she changed her mind. <laughs> Which is what politicians do, I guess, right? Yeah. You go What's, from one view to another. And you just waffle back and forth. Whatever. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know why they said undocumented. Well, they're, they are undocumented. Ah, Anthony, they said that to kind of get you all worked up. Well, if you're missing fingerprints and proof of citizenship, you're undocumented. You're not. Yeah, I. It it in it's, our culture right now, you would read article. that. You would read that a certain way, which is why they use those words. Maybe it is. It probably is. Yeah. But regardless. But regardless, yeah, you got to do a legit background, and that's what's going to happen, right? Because you're you're we're not able to hire people who are qualified, um, who want to do the job. Right. So like you're you're either going to have to lower the standards or you're going to have to work short. Yeah. It's kind of where we're at now. And I've said it before. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, with people who say that, you know, the police are so, uh, you know, systemically broken and, uh, you know, out of control and uh, racist, racist and, and uh, dirty, you know, this, this, and we need to like defund them and, 
do all these things to completely kill morale and you, you're losing people left and right. And so what happens is you departments are lowering standards. That's what they are doing. Many departments are lowering standards. You have to. to yes, to get people because no one wants to do the job. So you lower standards to get more people in. And what happens when you lower standards is you get people in who uh, maybe should not be police officers and maybe are actually going to do more of what the police are being accused, accused of, of doing right now. Which is, which is very rare that it's happening. Correct. Right. Yeah, man. Tough times. Tough times. So, you don't got much more on that one. No, that's funny, though. Like, like whoever... <laughs> Whoever was in charge of that, like, aspect of hiring and doing the psych stuff, like, they should probably be held, held accountable. Uh, yeah. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Like, how, I mean, it's, it's not hard to do. Like, do fingerprints. Right. You know, look at the psych and, test. Did, did they f pass or fail? This is easy. Right. Right? Yeah. And uh, getting a birth certificate is... Simple. That is, you know one of the first things you request right. when you're doing a background. Right. Yeah, I've, I've done them. Like if, yeah, if you can't, hard. if they can't produce a uh, birth certificate, you're not getting hired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at a solid, uh, solid police department, you're not getting hired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee is racist. Of course. It is. This is uh so the title of this article is coffee is coffee racist question mark. How drinking coffee perpetuates white supremacy. And this is by, Afro, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Uh, so a, just drinking? A-F-R-U. I don't know if you say Afro or A-F-R-U. It's, it's some sort of okay. magazine or something. All right. I have lots of questions already. Well, here's the opening line to just set the stage for you. All right. Uh, if you're a person of color, you know what I'm talking about. You walk into it. <laughs> Hold on. This is the opening line. This is the opening line. All right. You walk into, did you read this article? Yes. Did you? Okay. You walk into a new coffee shop and your senses are overwhelmed with whiteness and you get the glare from the Karens. The white hipster barista lines, her, lines herself up between you and the bathrooms, ready to tell you non-customers aren't welcome. This is written by a white person, a white college student. How do you know? Guaranteed. It says it's written by staff of this magazine. Yeah. I don't know what that, who knows? I'm just guessing. Like, I just think it's funny. Like, cause. This Allegedly, this is not, uh, you know, this is not uh, a joke. Like this is a legitimate article. It's not Babylon article. B or whatever. Yeah. This is a okay. legitimate article written. Um, All right. Goes on to say. So assuming that every black person that walks into a coffee shop, that's what we're supposed to think, feels the same way this person does. Right. Okay. Right. That's how we start. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You all you, know. Yeah. So, so this is not even. I I would even I mm. would even give more credence to the opening statement of this article if you provided me with a specific time that this happened instead of like this just happens all the time in coffee shops around the United States. Like you 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 go in if you're a person. And everybody of color, looks at you funny. Yep. It, you know. This just happens. Assumes so, you're there to rob the place. So this, <laughs> let me, tell me if you've ever heard this joke before. I never heard this joke. If you have a white coffee drinking friend, this is a quote from the article. If you have a white coffee drinking friend, he or she may have even let you in on the old coffee joke. White coffee drinkers share 
when people of color aren't around. And it goes like this. I've drank coffee a really long time, so I'm excited to hear this joke that I've heard Here's a thousand joke. times. There are three things that are necessary in order to make a cup of coffee. And they are, first, a black man to roast the coffee, second, a yellow man to grind it, and third, a white man to drink it. I've never heard the joke, and it's a terrible joke. It's not even a joke. I'm like, I read this, I'm like, for... It's terrible. I, if, if you've heard this joke, please reach out to me. I want to know if anyone's ever heard this joke. I personally have never heard this joke. I've never heard the joke. It's um, not even funny. I, it's not supposed to be I funny. It's supposed to be racist. I don't get it. A black man to roast the coffee. Right. Like there's your like slave aspect of it. But they're. Okay. Okay. I guess because you get. They're the worker. They're they the one doing the, the thing. They roast the coffee beans. Second, a yellow man to grind it. Right. I, I don't know what. I, I don't know. A white man. To, I, I've seen people of all races drinking coffee. But anyways, uh, the whole idea is that uh, of this article is that coffee is deeply rooted in colonialism and racism and because it is uh what is one to do about it so okay what should we do so they're there they provide some history in this article about uh you know the slave trade and uh do you coffee. think it's real history i don't know i can't i can't speak to that yeah maybe there is uh some... i mean because the funny thing is the big thing now is fair trade right. so like if you're a coffee drinker you're you're helping. You're often looking for the fair trade stuff that actually pays like a legit amount for decent coffee to people who are in need and the farmers. Right. Right. Like that's what. Okay. All right. T t tell me more. I'm, so, I'm, this is so I, 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 I literally have to read quotes from the article because oh. it's just so crazy. So here's another quote from the article. Quote, it's not just that black folk folks cannot afford specialty coffee. They're talking about if you should buy specialty coffee. Okay. Like fair trade coffee, that sort of thing. So now this person is literally claiming that, that black people can't buy coffee. Okay. All right. Which in and of itself, I feel is slightly biased or racist. Like, yeah. To say that, anyways, it's not just that black folks cannot afford specialty coffee. But the very acceptance of the term specialty coffee suggests that some coffee is somehow superior to others. <laughs> oh my goodness. An idea that is rooted in whiteness. This is unreal. Values like hard work creates better products is a white supremacist idea that is constantly forced upon people of color and justifies stereotypes like the myth of, quote, laziness in people of color. I mean, I think this is what they're teaching people in college, right? Like, this is what you go to college to this learn. Is, this, is, uh, this is garbage, you know, um, to, you know. To there's lots of assumptions there. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're That's assuming crazy. that because of the color of your skin, you can't buy a $5 cup of coffee, which is ridiculous. Um, you're, you're assuming that values like hard work. Again, or like we've, we've or like there's like grading of coffee. Like some coffee is not as good as <laughs> other. Like Folgers is just as good as like uh, some high end brand, right? Like okay, uh, going know. on. We're gonna we're gonna bring milk into this now because milk is also racist. Oh boy. Unfortunately, quote unfortunately, coffee is not the only racist drink on the market. Milk also became racist after white supremacists began using the white drink as a symbol of their skin. Yes. Racist roots in the coffee industry are certainly much deeper, but the whiteness of milk and milk's devastating effects 
on the beautiful black body makes it almost as bad as coffee for some black people. So not only can't you drink coffee, you can't drink milk because it's, it's subconsciously, uh, it's white, so it subconsciously uh, is racist. So if both milk and coffee are racist, Gary, what can be done? Question. All right. Tell me. Many people will insist that combining the two drinks actually cancels out the racism. So like if you get half a cup of coffee, if you get a cup of coffee, racist. If you get milk and you put milk in the coffee, you know, they're going to tell you what that means because it represents the white becoming pregnant with blackness and creating a delicious brown result. This is white anti-racist folks often take milk in their coffee. This is why anti-racist folks often take milk in their coffee, a subconscious purifying ritual. I'm, I'm too old for this stuff, dude. I, I can't. I just... I, but I ultimately, ultimately, I know this will hurt. A proper commitment to doing anti-racist direct action requires that we give up coffee altogether. Unless you're Ethiopian. That's that, how the article closes. It, it, it's satire, dude. Dude, I don't think it's satire. I looked. So this was. Wait a minute, dude. Ethiopia. Like, so listen, this I saw. I saw this like article getting, um, you know, reps on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I looked up the article and the, the, uh, the company, the magazine that did it. I don't think it's satire. I think it's legitimate like article. Dude, if this is the way we're going, I, I need to find a mountain somewhere and just so go away. I, I, what I don't quite understand is Ethiopia is not the only place that produces coffee. I mean, you got South America as one of the top producers of coffee. So do they not count because they would be considered not black? I mean, they're a POC though, right? People of color. Well, yeah, but they go back between person of color and black in here. For so. convenience. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a terrible article. If I was a, like, just the, take out the content, just the right. way it's written is terrible. Right. But. Dude, that's silly, man. So that's, you know. How do you drink your coffee? You put like sweetener in it, right? No, I drink it straight black. Black. Yeah. All right. Well, so, it depends. Like if I'm still in one of my intermittent fasting periods, straight black. Yeah. If I'm feeling froggy and I'm like, I'm done fasting, I'll do a little bit of maple syrup. Oh. And a little bit of milk, not cream. Okay. Raw milk. Raw milk. And this makes me sound so crunchy. Organic, raw maple syrup raw milk okay um and you that, sound that, like you just ordered a starbucks drink and you paid 17 dollars for a coffee except i didn't i make it at my house i know um did you grind your own beans uh we do have like a bean grinder but usually we don't yeah. usually it's just you know it's easier it's it's uh too much work i love coffee dude i do love coffee i could probably too. use a cup right now yeah you're, you're but if uh, i did i would drink it black you're fading um, but I mean, I think the article, you know, it's going to change people's it minds, made, made history throughout history who saw what could be unburdened by what had been, <laughs> if you know what I mean, I'm I know exactly saying, what you mean. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Like, wow, just mind blowing stuff yeah. um, that we're talking about here. So yeah, that's all I, that's all I got, Gary. Do, did we do it? We did it. We did uh, low expectations take 13. 
Sounds like a silly way to go out. Or like a relative who's a train wreck. You know you shouldn't enjoy the drama, but you just keep coming back to see it. Yeah, That's yeah. the only reason you go. Yeah. That's the only reason yeah. and you hang out turn there. On. You hang out there and you look at that crazy person and be like, hey, let's have a cup of coffee. <laughs> be like, you want to put milk in it? Yeah. So that milk? way we're not racist. <laughs> I can laugh at you some more. But um, let's put some milk in it. Are you allowed to put sugar in these things? I mean, they I didn't talk about sugar. I'm yeah. sure sugar, you Dude, know. Dude, the sugar cane? Sugar oh, cane man. fields? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But have, I'm sure this, this person has a Tesla and it was, you know, the, all the cobalt to make their batteries. Right. Have they know, looked into yeah, how the mining of that is done? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw a crazy video about the, one of those mines. Now, again, I don't know if it's really knows? at a mine that's for the cobalt, for the, the batteries. But, dude. People were like were buried alive, and they're like digging them out by hand as it's like refilling, right? No, they're like climbing out of these holes. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. I don't know. It's super sad. If that, I mean, if that's the case, man, I'm never buying a Tesla. I don't know. I I want gasoline engines. That's what I like. Yeah, give me a you real a giant a V8, gasoline engine right now. I parked beside that my little Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that thing's my, awesome. I'm my car is literally the size of your the hood of your car. Awesome. I love it. You could run my car over like it was it. nothing. Now, I could have I could have opted for a lifted version, but I was Ooh. like, I feel like that's too much. See, I have a certain thought about guys in lifted trucks. Oh, dude. Especially in like a, like, I guess there's a purpose for a lifted truck. Uh, where? Not here. That's what I'm saying. Like, not where we live. I guess if you're going to take it on... What do they what do they call it? And they like the mountainy stuff or whatever. You're going off road. Yeah, I guess yeah, if you're gonna do Maybe. off road stuff, but if you're driving to and from work, most of these seems silly. Yeah, most of these guys that have these lifted trucks are not off roading. And if they have a lifted truck, what kind of exhaust do they have on it? Yeah, I, it's well, a, like obnoxiously loud. Like so the, every time they hit it, it's like you know, it just squeals and makes all kinds of noise. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. I feel like if you get a lifted truck, you're, you're just, you're overcompensating. I like how you're digging at somebody. You have somebody in mind. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I don't have anyone in mind, really. Huh. I feel like you do. Now, now you're making me think, do I have someone like, in you, mind? Yeah. No. I, well, I wouldn't be friends with someone with a lifted truck anyway, so. That's ridiculous. Why? You would not, you would not be like, I'm it's not It's the kind of person that I, that I wouldn't like. I just know I wouldn't. But mine is It's even, true of you too. Mine's not even lifted and I still need to like. Get on the. But uh, you're shorter than most people. <laughs> you're like a tiny fella with big arms. Uh, <laughs> no, it's dude. It's it's sweet. It it looks really nice. I'm really happy for you. And I've, uh, you know, I'm such a nerd too. That uh, the other day I go to Lowe's to yeah. get to get some stuff to do some stuff outside around the house here. Springs in. I love spring. Love spring summer. I love working outside. Right. So I was getting some getting some stuff at Lowe's. And I throw it in the bed of the truck and I tie it down and stuff. And I literally, this is how much of a nerd I am. I took a picture of it Ugh. and I sent it to Lauren and I said, I don't know why, but this is doing something for me right now. <laughs> That's like, awesome. This stuff in the back of my truck. And then, to, uh, you know, before we recorded, I like was helping my sister carry a bunch of like stuff at her house around. I helped yeah. another bro- a brother of mine. Like he needed, he called me up um, today. He's like, Hey, you working? I'm like, no. He's like, can you help me out? Yep, I'm there. So, you know. Yeah. I love it. Doing stuff, man. Use it. Big giant truck. Use it. I have a little Subaru and I can't really do a whole lot with it. 
Well, I have a lake ever, in the back of mine. Right you know now. what? I have ramps. I have ramps. If you ever need your Subaru towed, I can run mm. it up the ramps onto the back of my truck. We'll just tie it down. <laughs> and uh, we can roll. Yeah, I'm pretty happy for you. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, I'm, I'm such a weirdo, too, because I was reading the manual. Yeah. So to go from a 2005 to uh, 2022. Yeah. It, I mean. Different world. I might as well be driving like a spaceship. It's like going from a rotary phone to a cell phone. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I had to, you know. You probably this, have like Apple Play and stuff. Dude, the Apple Play, AirPlay or whatever they call it, yeah. where you plug your phone in. You don't have to plug it, your phone in. You just stick I think, in. well, I don't know. Actually, you You haven't figured it out. Dude. Exactly. I haven't. But it's so, it's like mind blowing to me. Like my screen in the truck mirrors my screen on my phone. Like yeah. and I could just push like, what yeah. It's wild to me. It's pretty, it's really cool. Yeah. It, it feels like it's too luxurious for a truck. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird that I'm talking this much about my truck. Uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> well, at least it's not lifted. That's true. At least it's not lifted. And you didn't get like an aftermarket exhaust on it, right? No, no. That's good. Too. But I haven't, I haven't, I, I won't lie. I've thought ab about how cool an aftermarket, not, not, it's not diesel. Not one of yeah. those like smokestacks. Right, right, right. But, but something that maybe has a little more of a rumble. Okay. I, I mean, I, I like that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Did you get your bike out yet? No, probably. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, no, not tomorrow. I, uh, looking up on my next day off. It's going to start warming up. My next day off, I might, I might, might take it out. I love it. Asparagus might, start, start coming up soon. You're going to plant a garden? Asparagus? Soon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll probably try again. And never, ours never does real good. It's yeah. not sunny enough. The deer always eat my stuff. Drives me nuts, dude. The deer? Yeah, man. They come down into yeah. your area there. They do. Okay. I live close to a park and they work their way toward me and they eat all of my stuff and it makes me really angry. So this time I'm going to try something different. I don't know if I'm going to put like aluminum pans up or something. Okay. I think there's a flower you can plant that like the deer Have don't like. Have you ever tried that like animal? Uh, be gone stuff. I don't want to buy stuff. Oh, okay. Like, I don't want to support that kind of thing. Okay. I don't even know what that means, but. Like, I'm going to do stuff the old fashioned way. Okay. So in other words, your whole garden is going to be. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> that and I get annoyed by the garden, like come month, like one month and a half into it. And I'm just like, ah, I'm done. And then there's weeds everywhere. And I'm just like, ah, whatever. I'm out. <laughs> I remember we went on vacation one year. We yeah. came back and all of our stuff was eaten. And I was like, we were gone one week. They destroyed it. And, and something destroyed it. And I was like, what? Eat everything Groundhogs. in our garden. Groundhog. One groundhog. Yeah, they're crazy. Dude, this dude. thing, he didn't know we were home from vacation. <laughs> yeah. He comes up out of his hole and he like gets his fat butt into our raised bed. Yeah. And I look out. And it was obvious that he had been feasting for a week. He was so fat. Did you shoot him? No, I didn't shoot him. Oh, okay. That would be illegal. Is it? You can't just shoot a groundhog. Like, you need, you, like it needs to be in small game season or... Okay. <laughs> okay. He's destroying your crop. You're like a farmer, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, funny groundhog story. So the other day I was walking with this guy. We're doing a follow-up at his house. And, like, we walked through, like, one backyard, and as we, as I open the door to the like the backyard, I always go like, 
you know, I like whistle to see if there's a dog there because I've shot two of them that have attacked me. Really? You've shot two dogs? Oh, yeah. Um, so like I get kind of nervous walking into a backyard. Right. Rightly so. I mean, I, yeah. somebody's yard. I don't want to mess with their dog. So I like try to make myself known to a dog. And there's, it's obvious there's no dog. So I start walking. And next thing you know, this groundhog runs right toward us. And I'm, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and like the guy that I'm with is literally like, what, what, what? Like he's like freaked out. He's looking left and right. He's like, what are you, what, what's happening? And I was like, it's a groundhog. And he like runs right between us and then darts up underneath the, a thing. It was a big fat groundhog. It ran between you guys. Yeah, like wow. Well, like between me and the house, right? And like toward hit because he was behind me, mm-hmm. of course, uh, like four feet behind me. So it it ran like between he and I, and then cut underneath it. He found his hole. All he yeah. was doing was trying to get back. Trying to, to his get hole. back to his hole. But it was like a foot from me. Yeah. And uh, this guy was all freaked out because I'm like yelling at this groundhog that he didn't see yet. And then he sees it at the end, and he like jumps, and he's like, "Dude, I didn't know what you were doing. You're like yelling up in the air for no reason at all. You're like, just like you just start yelling." Dude, I had this crazy mutant squirrel one time. A squirrel. A squirrel. I'm I'm working, yeah, uh, in the city on patrol, and I walk past like a uh, a uh, recycle bin. Yeah. And this squirrel, I guess, was in this recycle bin. Comes out of the recycle bin, literally runs into the side of my boot. <laughs> Like shakes its head and runs off. Like ran full speed into the side of That's into crazy. the side of my boot. Scared the crud out of me. <laughs> Cause all of a sudden I just saw like an animal yeah. like coming out of this bin and yeah, ran right into the side of my boot. Yeah. And then like I uh, took off. I had a couple animal runs. I had a bird poop on my on on me and on a traffic stop one day. Really? I'm in the middle of a traffic stop and this bird just poops right on my head and my shoulder. Oh! And did was, you finish the traffic stop? Or nope. Did you? I said you're free to leave. Yeah, like I'm I just, done. I rolled out. I was like, if I just yeah, got yeah. pooped on by a bird, that's I awesome. Got, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, so that's I don't super know. funny. Animals are animals are weird. All right, man. Well, hey, good run. Great run, Gary. I'm glad I could support you, Anthony. I appreciate I'd you. Be a little uh, sidekick at best, a punching bag, no. a. Uh, I would say, dude, the, the low expectations, it's named after you. You're the star of the show. No, I'm not. Um, Everybody loves you. You've had fans tell you how much they love you. <laughs> like, you're so nice. I'm like, what does that say about me? <laughs> yeah. That, that was a funny one. That was a good one. That was a random call. Uh, random All right, call. dude. Well, hey, All good right. run. I'll see you sometime. Peace out. All right, peace out.